my nightmare. What's your favorite scary movie? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Fear Freaks podcast. I'm Braden. I'm Destiny. And we are the Fear Freaks. We got a very, very fun episode tonight. This is actually the first Fear Freaks bonus episode. Um, we have our regular episode coming up this week, but occasionally we're going to do little bonuses when we get movies like this that come out in between our regularly scheduled <laughs> program. Uh, this weekend, we had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which came out on Friday, the brand new 2022 film. Uh, it is directed by David Blue Garcia. I believe that's what it, uh, his name is. And yes. um, I don't know who wrote this. Let's see here. I have it pulled up right here. Story Screen. by Betty Alvarez and Rodo Segoyas. Yeah, that, yep, that's the story. I do know that the screenwriter behind this, it was his very first script. So we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit throughout the course of the show as well. Um, normally, normally on Google, they have it like pulled up, like who wrote. Yeah. Screenplay, but All I they, saw was yeah. story by, which I didn't, you know, thoroughly research. I just saw those four things and I was like, cool. Yeah. Here I could actually pull up IMDb right here real quick. Just to make sure we get all of our facts. I do know it's his first script. Uh, it is written by Chris Thomas Devlin. That's who it is written by. Uh, very first script. So, um, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, everything in between. This movie, This Weekend Man, has just made waves on the internet. It has freaking made huge waves. Uh, Destiny and I are both part of the horror group on Facebook, Killer Flicks. There's a lot of conversations going on. Shout out to Killer Flicks and Lee McCoy. Um, and Wolfman's got Nards, everybody that's um, involved within that community. Um, there was so much discussion going on about this film. Even like I would open Facebook like all day Friday. It was like I waited until Friday night to watch it. I wanted to wait until like I was like, um, you know, it was dark outside. Like I actually wanted to kind of get like into the horror element, uh, make some popcorn, sit down, watch it. Very short runtime, only 81 minutes. And um, this film is an official sequel to the original 1974 film. So that's pretty much what uh, what we got right now that we know. Destiny, what did you think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, the official sequel to the original 1974 film? The official, yeah. Um, I liked it. That's about as, that's basically all I feel. You know, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. <laughs> I liked it. Even today, I was trying to remember what happens in the movie and I was just like huh interesting I was kind of struggling so I don't know how often I will go back to this movie compared to really any other movie I'm not the biggest Texas Chainsaw person but this movie my only expectation going in was I wanted it to be fun and I think it was fun I gave it like a three out of five I think I wanted I wanted to watch it today but honestly I couldn't bring myself to do it just after everyone talking about it, all I'm seeing, I'm kind of burnt out on it. I was going to watch it, take notes, and I was just like, no, I, I actually cannot do it. You're like, so, I, you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to go based off of memory at this point. Like, yes. You know, yeah. there, I mean, I can't blame you. Again, there's just so much talk on it. I see Good Real Hunting. Good Real, what's up, man? Uh, it says so much discussion is an understatement for uh, killer flicks with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
Yeah, but not just there. I've seen it in a Halloween group I'm in. I've seen it constantly all over Twitter, which I get it. This is like a new movie attached to an established franchise. Like, I understand why everyone's talking about it. But seeing all the arguing, seeing that shit, that's what I'm just like, oh my god, like, dude. Seeing some of, like, the nasty stuff people have said, and I've even, I ranted on it from the Back of the Dead episode, but just seeing, like, people attacked the actors or actresses for, like, their looks because of something they say in a movie, I was like, wow, this is fucking ridiculous. Everyone, not everyone, everyone that I've seen act like that, I'm just like, it's it, not, it, it's it not is really serious, crazy because <laughs> it's like just when you think you're at like the peak of okay like halloween kills is going to be the worst we see like you know with dividing and stuff that, at least until halloween ends but then of course you know like i mean shit i can't even lie i was in this boat like i mean you know i was very vocal on the show i was very vocal online about how i thought that the movie looked like it was going to be freaking garbage i thought that it was going to be absolute trash i'm very happy to say i enjoyed the movie a lot more than i thought i was going to you know like i actually i said that this movie can do nothing but surprise me it did surprise me it's a very gory movie it is 81 minutes of literally just a pure bloodbath i was texting my buddy misael on friday night um, and then I was talking to him again on Saturday, asking if he had a chance to watch it yet. And he said he hadn't. And he was asking me what my thoughts were on it. And I was saying, honestly, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, you know, like I, it, I mean, the story guys story, you're not going to watch this movie for a story. I promise you that there's like 5% story. I was, uh, I posted a little quick, like thoughts in my community section i posted the same thing on Facebook. So if you guys follow me on social media, you guys all saw the exact same thing. I said, there's bare minimal story, but Leatherface is literally the shiner of this film. And, you know, if you can sit back, relax, watch Leatherface come on, I will say that is one thing that this movie has going for it is Leatherface is on screen literally every like five minutes. I do feel like had this movie have had the exact same runtime as Halloween Kills, it would have been immensely worse because then they would have had to fill like another like 25 minutes of stuff to do when there was already so little to do. So, you know, I feel like had this movie have been as long as kills, it would have been so much worse. Um, but I mean, I do think that for what, what it is, um, I thought that for a film, for a horror film, for a slasher film, it's pretty much got what you'd expect. It's got really good kills. The first kill for me is, <laughs> that's what really got me. Like, I was just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, so I, I thought that I, I had, I had a better time with this movie than I thought I was going to. Cause again, like, I mean, I, I even posted, I didn't upload it to post here, but I remember like a few weeks ago when the trailer came out, I was like, who else thought that that Texas chainsaw made like trailer looked like hot garbage. And you know, like there's a lot of people that agreed with me. Some people didn't agree with me. That's kind of like where I saw dividing at first is some people thought the trailer looked great. Some people didn't think that the trailer looked great. And I was in the boat that didn't, um, that I did not think that the trailer looked that great, but I actually ended up liking the film more than I thought I was going to. And that made me happy. Like as soon as the credits started rolling, I was like, sure. I thought it was a fun time. I had fun watching it. I was able to sit down. I was able to watch it all the way through. There were moments in it, and we're going to talk about that. There were moments in it where I just kind of like scratched my head, and I was like, wait, what? 
like you know but um but for the most part i mean I, everything with weatherface this is kind of the exact same thing i said about halloween kills everything with weatherface is fantastic just like in halloween kills everything with michael is fantastic you know it's like there's a whole lot of thoughts that um are just kind of like still swirling in my head and you know i'm just giving my honest opinion here guys so another thing i know i posted it here in the chat please respect everybody's opinion if you guys are going to be having chats in our um in our live chat please uh please be respectful of everybody you know destiny and i obviously our goal is to spread positivity throughout the horror community and you know not to give everybody a, a nice long rage or anything like that but um yeah so that's just kind of my quick thoughts destiny what do you um what, what do you think yeah be nice tired of people see i'm just tired of people being freaking mean destiny's it's, gonna go off if, if she sees one bad comment here she's gonna start screaming i will <laughs> look like brayden could have came on here and said i hated the movie and i would have just been like okay and then let's talk about why but if brayden was like Destiny, you're a stupid bitch because you enjoyed the movie. That's when I'm going to have to fight you. So, as long as no one's being rude and being a dickhead, it'll be fine. Like, I don't care if, like, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. I don't care if you don't like the movie. Okay? You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if Sam doesn't like the movie. I don't care. We can talk about it. But at the end of the day, I really don't care. Because... What I care about for me is what matters. Same thing goes for you and everyone. So, you know, just don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Just don't do it. It's not, don't it's not, it. it's not worth it. You know, have like, honestly, that's like one thing I don't see enough of, like, you know, with social media. Social media can be an absolutely fantastic tool. It allows you to connect with people. You know, I've met obviously a lot of good friends. I met Destiny through Killer Flicks, you know. And everything like that. So it's a, it's a fantastic tool. I love social media. That's why I, I like posting on it and having conversations. But I feel like if people would just stop for a minute and just instead of calling somebody out saying, you fucking suck for liking this, why don't you ask them, why do you think like that? And then have a good conversation. You know, that, that's honestly the way to do it. I know that's not how the world works. That's not no. how human minds work. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's how I wish it did. So anyway, Destiny, what did you like? about Texas Chainsaw 2022. All right. I, I wrote down some positives and negatives. And some of these are like, just really like specific, like specific scenes. One thing, like you already said, I thought the gore, the blood, the carnage, I thought that was great. And that's something I was really wanting from this movie is because, I mean, the original, it wasn't really bloody. It's more of the theater of the mind sort of mm -hmm. thing. But this 2022, like you said, we just got Halloween kills. like. The gore has, you know, just grown. We're mm -hmm. more desensitized to that kind of stuff. So that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be really gory. And it was. I feel like, honestly, like I said with Halloween Kills, it probably could have been gorier. Um, give me all the gore. Why not? Because, like you said, which is a little bit of a negative, the story in this movie, Ain't it's it. not there. <laughs> which, you know... I think it's a little unfortunate because I didn't like, I wanted just to have fun with this movie, but I, cause I've seen a lot of arguments saying like, well, first of all, I've seen, well, it's a horror movie or it's a slasher movie. What do you expect? I don't think that's quite fair. You shouldn't do that because there are some great slashers with great stories, strong stories. So you can't, 
don't you don't want to degrade something yeah. like that you know or oh it's a horror movie what do you expect don't do that you shouldn't do that we should hold it to a little bit of a standard you know but the gore was great i thought some surprising moments so i watched this at work with my airpod in um because i didn't want anything spoiled really so i immediately just watched it whenever i had the chance at work and there's a lot of times i was just like oh shit like talking out loud um so great great gore that was definitely a highlight of the movie yeah i mean i i agree the the gore factor in this movie they really didn't hold back again it was really that first kill that really did it for me like how not only did leatherface snap that police officer's wrists it was like literally like mid arm it was like almost like he just like took his entire like <laughs> the whole wrist and just had the bone sticking out stuck him in the neck and i was just mm -hmm. like oh shit like that's like how you like escalate something like that and just like i wasn't expecting that i was just like thinking he was like gonna maybe come over and just like pull michael or something like that and just like beat him against like the side of the car or something but no like it, it became a, a lot worse than that um then i mean it just kind of like really continued to escalate his mask for example in this movie came from his own mother you know, like I, I feel like that this movie kind of had little Easter eggs sprinkled through of like every horror film. Like he kind of was more like Jason in this movie than I think any Texas Chainsaw movie I've seen, specifically because he lost his mother in this movie. So, you know, it was like he wanted revenge and he was just like pissed off at everybody coming into his town where he was. um where he was living peacefully and then she ended up getting killed and then um he just goes absolutely apeshit and kills everybody you know like that's pretty much all he wanted to do was anybody that got in his way was just gonna get it and that's where that 81 minute runtime comes in i mean if you want to technically get into the story it's about a group of investors that come to this abandoned town to try and turn it into something. They have uh, a bus of investors coming along with them. They're looking at the property. That's literally all that's going on with these characters is they are there just to see. They get into this whole confrontation with Leatherface's mother, who claims that she still owns the house. And because they're like yelling at her, she has this like panic attack or whatever heart attack. Heart attack and yeah. that's it. That there's where the story picks up. And then after that, it just becomes pretty much the Leatherface show. So pretty much there's like 15 minutes that you have to deal with these characters. And then voila, Leatherface is in it pretty much the remainder of the movie, uh, which was honestly kind of refreshing. Because again, I don't know how this movie would have turned out or what it would have been if like it was like an hour and 46 minutes like Halloween Kills was. But um, yeah, like I think Leatherface is easily the best part of... Um, of this movie mark burnham i had to get his name uh fantastic as leatherface i thought that he was menacing i thought you know that i wouldn't want to mess with him that's for damn sure and i honestly thought that the mask even like how his mother's face like looked on him was scary i thought that he looked pretty creepy if you ask me yeah um whenever we first saw that trailer or well, even the poster i was just like the mask looks a little weird and I didn't like it from what I had seen. But once I saw like in context whose face that was, I was just like, wow, that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty dark. 
And one of my favorite little moments of the movie was whenever Leatherface is back at his house and he's putting the makeup on his mother's skin because there was a moment earlier whenever they show up, she's like, oh, if I knew y'all were coming, I would put on my face, like put on yeah. your makeup, you know? Yeah. And so whenever he has that moment, it's put on the makeup and it reminded me of the original. So that mm -hmm. was like a small thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, because it's it gives you like that second because for me, Leatherface has always been maybe not always, but in the original sympathetic, you know, there's those moments where you just see him like he just doesn't know what's going on, doesn't know what to do. And I feel like that was one of those moments to just like give him a little bit of humanity, you know, mm -hmm. because it's similar to the original to where it's kind of like the same thing. I mean, they were already fucked up people, but they're doing what they needed to to survive after basically the same thing that's happening now happened in the original with mm -hmm. their town being taken over and they're being forced out of it. Mm -hmm. um, they're minding their own business and then these group of teenagers show up. So it's like the same thing. Um, yeah. And I, I like that, that they kind of, at the true heart of it, it's similar to the original in that way. Yeah. And I like that they had that. And I like that they, like, um, what's her name? Melody, I believe. She felt bad. You could tell she felt bad after she found out, like, they were in the wrong. They did not own this property at all. And this woman just died for no reason. And then everyone died for no reason, all because of a fucking mistake. <laughs> yeah. There ain't no survivors in this movie, really. Like, I mean, it's like everybody that you see on screen pretty much eventually becomes part of the inevitable body count. Yeah. Um, I mean, like it, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like it just kind of, the gore just kind of continued to go up after that first kill. And you know, that definitely was a highlight of the movie for me. Let's talk a little bit about kind of because obviously we both agree that the Leatherface and, you know, the the kills are pretty much the, the two highlights of the movie. Right. Let's talk a little bit about what they do with Sally, because Sally is literally in this movie for I swear to God, had they have like cut her scenes completely, the story still would have made perfect sense. And it would have probably been like five minutes shorter. It would probably would have just cut the runtime from like 81 minutes to like 76 minutes or something like that. Like, you know, that because she's not in this movie. She and when she is, she has bare minimal lines. Like, I think that she about has like I think she talks more in the trailer than she does throughout the entire movie. I think she has less than 10 lines in this entire film. It's, yeah, I think. It's oh, sorry. I think I saw on Twitter someone said they counted and it was 14 words. 14 words. So, don't wow. know if that's completely true, but I believe it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds accurate, but I mean, like in terms of like lines. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. Like her longest line in this movie is when she's sitting in the car talking to Melody and Lila. And she's like, for 50 years, I've been waiting for him or whatever. Basically just giving the the Lori Strode, you know, uh, spiel. And um, that uh, that was definitely, you know, interesting. And it's funny. I saw this meme today, like where it said it was like, the, like, let me copy your homework or whatever. Oh, yeah. Goes, yeah. Like, just change it up, bro. And don't make it look like you copied it too much. And it was literally side by side. They pretty much just tried to Lori Strode, you know, Sally. Yeah. And, and 
they obviously didn't know what the fuck to do with her at all because I mean, there were some pretty cool moments, but like, I thought that like when, as soon as like, I was like, Oh shit, they're going to fight in the middle of the town. That's going to be fucking cool. Nope. Like, (laughs) I mean that, that whole, that whole thing was cool. Now I, I will say, here's actually another positive about this movie is the fact that this movie took place in the middle or pretty much around an entire town. And throughout the course of the film, they actually utilized some really cool set pieces throughout this town. Um, I thought that towards the latter half of the movie, like when they were actually outside, especially when Sally was like in the middle of the town and she's like, you know, like got her shotgun. She's like, you know, like looking around and you can just like hear the chainsaw, like starting like in all the different alleyways. I was like, Ooh, like, where's he going to be? You know? Um, and then all of a sudden like she shoots and you see him like come jumping. I was like, see, that was fucking cool. Um, you know, and, and then that whole sequence happens and she gets fucking just literally stabbed in the stomach and then chainsawed lifted into the fucking air. <laughs> like that was, that was insane. Um, I will, I told you, I, I did tell you what followed that was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie. And it's when he fucking just launches the chainsaw towards the fucking car. I was like, there ain't no shot that this thing is going to go through the window and fucking kill her right now. I wish that that would have happened, honestly, but you know, like I thought that was kind of cool. Like he actually, he throws the chainsaw twice in this movie. One of them, he makes direct contact with an ankle, but you know, like that, like that was kind of cool. You know, uh, I, I see you kind of like thinking like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, the whole inclusion of Sally, I would have much rather them just not. What was why same thing with Halloween kills. Okay, you bring back a legacy character. So excited. You, It's a requel. You have something that really ties in to the original. And just for what? For nothing? Because that's basically what it was. Yeah. She shows up. The girls are in the fucking vehicle. She won't let them out. She's like, y'all are bait, basically. And then dies. And then gets one last shot off while she's like in the fucking trash just laying there. Bro, she would have been, she would have been dead. There, there. I mean, there's like, I was like, I was like, wait, what? I'm like, there's no fucking way that she's still. Honest, I thought she was about to live. I was gonna be like, what? No. <laughs> no. Like that's freaking that. That would have been nuts. But I mean, yeah, like the the whole thing was just completely. It just it just felt wrong. Like the yeah. whole way that they did it. Like I mean, I was like thinking because like. You know, normally when you have a character like that, I don't think it's I think it's like 25 minutes in the movie before she's introduced to normally when you have a character like that, like Halloween 2018, they actually did that entire thing right. They built up Laurie Strode. You know, they actually showed a pretty solid fight. Granted, that was going to be a trilogy. And I'm not trying to compare it because I know I've seen so much comparing online of like, you know, Texas Chainsaw 2022 versus Scream 5 versus Halloween Kills versus whatever. You know, like, and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I don't want to compare it, but it's kind of hard not to, you know, like when they clearly just took an idea from another property and just ran with it with this film. And I mean, it pretty much had only a few good elements to it, whereas the rest of it was just kind of like about as you would have expected. Right. Um, But like what they decided to do with Sally, 
you know, like I, I feel like if she was going to be as integral to the plot that they, you know, maybe were going to go with, then she would have needed to be introduced in like the beginning or something like that. You know, I would say that what they do with her in this film is about as equal to how Halloween Resurrection handles Laurie Strode, like killing her off. Like I'm about positive Laurie in Halloween Resurrection actually has just a bit more screen time than <laughs> than sad. And that's sad because that's right in the beginning. Yeah. But I think that she has more dialogue and more screen time than Sally does in this movie. Completely unnecessary, if you ask me. And, like, it really makes me wonder if Marilyn Burns was still alive. You think you think they were like, here, we want you in our movie. Like, I don't even, like, I don't know if she would have done that. If you're like, why? What's I mean, the point? And because it's not Marilyn Burns... And we have a different actress, which I love the actress. She's been in some great things. I thought, even though I don't like the inclusion of Sally, I still thought she was great in the role or good in the role because there wasn't a lot to be great with. But like, I love the actress. And so when they said it was her being uh, Sally, I was like, you know, like, I'm, I'm okay with that. But then to see what happens, I was like, I'm not okay with that. But if this is Marilyn Burns, I doubt that would have even happened. You know, like, I doubt that would have. Like, there, there, there's no shot. Yep. I'm down for that. And it just, not every character has to be a Laurie Schrode, you know, not every character has to be a badass and that's okay. We don't need every final girl to be fucking top tier, just total badass. I feel like that's not that believable. And I can't picture Sally at the end of the original you know she's lost her mind. She's going to need a lot of help, a lot of therapy. She's fucked up. And then we, when we see her in today's time, I'm just like, I don't know if I believe that that is the same Sally. Kind of the same thing for me with Lori, again, in 2018. I still don't know if I believe that's the same Lori from the original, but I feel like that one at least works a little bit better. This, I just felt like it didn't work. I feel like she would be fucking, she would be the one hiding out fucking doesn't want to mess with anyone, talk to anyone because of what she really went through, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. At first I was like, she went through a lot. I could see her, you know, being this like triumphant final girl. But then what we saw in the movie, I was just like, no, that's no, what she's, she's not a final girl. She fucking just dies, which it was a cool shot when she's lifted up in the air. I was like, wow, this is really cool. I wish it was for a different character though. Yeah. I mean, in a way, he does kind of do it twice. He does it in the bus, too, to that one guy that, like, he yeah. like, you know, like, lifts up to the ceiling. There's a little bit more, I mean, there's a roof there, so he doesn't get him as high as he oh. does Sally, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, like, yeah. like I mean, I, I, I honestly agree with the statement that you said that not every final girl needs to grow up to be this fucking badass, right? It's okay if, like, you know, say somebody comes back, they don't have to be, oh, they went through this traumatic experience. They're just all, all of a sudden a badass. I thought it worked with Lori because I honestly thought that the writing of Halloween 2018, at least with Lori, was all believable. I, in my opinion, I thought that, you know what, she went through this traumatic experience. It's been 40 years. She obviously is preparing for Michael Myers to pretty much, you know, having encountered the boogeyman herself. She's preparing for him to escape again, inevitably, so she can be ready for him. And, you know, it's like, I, I think that that works because I don't, I mean, I think that H2O did it better. Can't lie, you know, um, 
because at least she was trying to move on. But I also saw that they were trying to do something different. Basically, they turned Laurie Strode into Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. And that's pretty much I'm about positive. That's what the pitch was. And now I feel like every single pitch that is coming across the studio execs desk is we're just going to take Sally from Texas Chainsaw and we're going to have her be Sarah Connor now, except we're just going to kill her with less than five minutes of screen time. Yeah. And, you know, again, like, but I agree with your statement completely. I think that if they actually have logical ways to continue these that don't include them ending in a big showdown between them, you know, like maybe they're just there for guidance for, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, the only reason I say guidance here, I am thinking of fucking Sydney Prescott from scream, like, you know, there to give guidance, you know, yeah. even though, even though, yes, Sydney though is she has always been a badass like she has always like you know that fits her character because she is the definition of a final girl badass um but you know others like you know I, I agree you know so I completely agree with your statement I feel like that there's a lot of things that could have been done differently and that they could do differently I just feel like that at this point Netflix literally was just like we need to fucking we need to get the rights we need to get this script written you you're a first time screenwriter. Get your ass over here. You're going to write a script for us. And uh, I mean, hey, they fired the original director. I honestly, I want to know what was so bad now about the other one. Like this movie was in production sometime early last year. And I remember seeing so many different articles mm -hmm. about how the original director of this project was fired after one week because apparently they saw the footage and said it was so yeah. bad. I want to know what that looked like so badly. Like, <laughs> and if it's any better or any worse than what we actually ended up getting, you know, like, cause I'm like, really? Like, you know, they brought on David blue Garcia. This is only his second feature. And I will say the direction of the movie. I will say that, you know, everything about that. I thought that it was good for a second time filmmaker. I thought that he did a good job behind the camera. He, he did a good job with, the material that he was given. Did you notice the black Christmas Easter egg in this movie by chance? Black Christmas. Yeah. Like when he was like looking uh, through the, like the eye looking through the van, like when he was sitting in the back of the van, uh, I just got major black Christmas oh, Billy vibes. Okay. Like, you know, like when like the sunlight was like shining on his eye and you can only like see like his eye and not like all of his face. I imagine that they were probably doing paying homage to black Christmas. Maybe, you know, I was like, they're pulling the Dave McRae special right now. You know? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> uh, but um, no, I mean, like I, I thought that that's at least what I thought of. Cause you know, you can only see the shadow and then you see just his full eye, just like looking at um, melody, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, which definitely foreshadowed what was to come at the end, which was completely, that actually threw me off guard. That, I, can't lie. <laughs> I liked that. Yeah. that I, I was watching and I was like, oh my God, which that's not, we've seen something similar to this before in the 05 movie, what we think is our final girl, which it's a prequel. So like, obviously she dies, but it still fucking gets me every time you think she's safe kind of the same thing he's in the car boom but this you know kind of takes her out of it um so we've had surprise endings like this before but it still got me it got me and i was like holy shit and i guess it was kind of weird seeing the sister just like in the car because it's driving itself and she's just like no 
and but it I was guess... as holy shit that was at, like it was actually like moving and like just continuing yeah, to drive too driving. i didn't even I think know. about that holy shit but um i guess that's supposed to be sort of their ending for you know the original because the original you have sally in the back of the truck obviously someone's driving it but still i was just like that's a weird shot just to see the sister in the car and it's just driving it kind of made me laugh but you get to see Leatherface do his thing, do his yeah. little dance in the street, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Love seeing him dance. I was like, I like that. And the post credit or the, is that what it's called? Right? Post credit. Yeah. The post credit scene. Yes. That was cool. Which I actually, actually didn't even see home. that. You get to see the original house. I was I like, know. we're back at the house. Yes. Yeah. So that got me excited. If they make a second one. I'll watch it. Hopefully it'll be at the house. Cause just to see him walking towards the house, I was like, which still leaves questions for me. Like, I don't know if you asked me, I know someone asked me, why is he at the orphanage? Like, why would he be at the orphanage after everything that happened? Was it maybe he was just walking around and this woman was like, come live with me. I don't know. Cause he wasn't a kid. I mean, he seemed to be like an adult in the original. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he'd be living at an orphanage. I was just like, I don't know. Can't answer you that. But because he could have always just been home. I don't know. But we got to see the house, which I was happy about. Yeah, no, I mean, that was definitely really cool. You know, like it was definitely a really cool post credit scene. If I don't know if anybody has watched it all the way through the credits. If you haven't, there is a post credit scene and it is just of him walking up towards the house. I was texting Brentman uh, late Friday night after I watched it. And I was like texting him. I was like, he came home. Like, you know, like I was like, I'm like someone just throw Dr. Loomis's voice like, you know, in there right now. Like, Honestly. You know, he just like was walking up towards the house and um, no, I mean, I, I agree with that. I thought that that was really cool. Again, like I, I thought that basically everything that they nail with Leatherface, I thought was really, really damn, um, damn good. Uh, I thought that, you know, Mark Burnham again was really good as the character. Um, I liked pretty much a lot of the kills. Let's talk about this bus scene because I have to talk about this bus scene. It's like a pretty much entire slaughter and it's exactly what I wanted after I saw that fucking god awful line that was imp like implemented in the script. I saw, like as soon as he said that in the trailer, I remember I was texting you about that, and I was like, "There's no fucking way that that was just said." I'm like, "I'm dreaming right now." There's no way that that line is trying to think you're canceled, bro. And he goes, "Oh shit." I actually loved the commentary, like as it was like <laughs> as like he was just going through everybody or he was starting to go through everybody. Um, I liked the commentary of like the person on the, like that guy's phone was like, that looks so fake or like, yeah. she was like, it was or like how were... much you pay for them or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, but they're all at, like, that was like kind of like dark comedy, you know, it was like, someone said, I can't believe you blew me off for this. I do remember. Cause I was trying to read them all. And I was like, what are they saying? But I saw like screenshots that one of them was like, can't believe you blew me off for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Like, and then like there was like a one that said, I want to go like where like where do you do this? I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is this is crazy. So like, that was like obviously dark comedy like implemented into it, which is kind of cool. But like, dude, he had a field day like on that entire bus. 
Like, I mean, even that one girl here on uh, Catherine, like when she was like yes. getting ready, to, like she was getting ready to go out the window oh, and he just God. fucking like literally went right down her. And it just I, I was out. like, oh, shit, that's fucking badass. Like, you know, like that was fucking cool. Um, but I mean, like, even like the one dude, like it, some of them were just basic, like, you know, it was almost kind of like the lighting at least was kind of like the scene from Freddy versus Jason when Jason was just like going through like that whole party, Yeah, you know, like some of it in this was just kind of like basic chainsaw slashes, like, but a few of them, like they really had fun with like the one guy, like had his whole like side right here, like taken out. Like I was like, Oh shit. And I think there was one with, I think the girl was like on the side of the bus, like, and then he had like the chainsaw through someone. And I think he pushed them like together, like brought it over towards her too, if I'm remembering right. Or there's like when Melody and then um, Leela, they're like in the back of the party bus and then all that blood just starts pouring in it's just so much blood yeah so like i just imagine like whoever was in charge of effects that day literally just took a bucket and just like dumped it all on the ground they're like all right everybody blood's about to come in so um but yeah like you said that one guy yeah he literally pushed him into that girl and then like he like got like two of them i was like Uh oh shit like yeah I mean, I love that entire scene. Definitely the best scene, I'd say, kill-wise of the movie, um, in my opinion, at least. I thought that the first kill was great, but um, what? I don't know. I, I think, is his name Richter or Rick, Richter? Richter, maybe? The country guy? Oh, with the sledgehammer? The oh. fucking the arm and the fucking sledgehammer to the leg and the leg bent in oh my god i was like yeah yo shout out to him though shout he he was a real one even with the broken leg he fucking still tapped him into the window and oh man me and josh were talking and he was just like because whenever he said i got him confused with the other guy that drove the bus like he was the one that like went out there and fucking died like an idiot um but josh was like that guy was cute and i was like the bus guy i don't know i don't know but he he was talking about this guy and i, I could agree i i'm not super into like the manly man like grizzled like you know chopping yeah. wood but sometimes yeah i was just like damn <laughs> yeah he is hot he has the beard and i'm not even i don't even like country boys i'm surrounded by country boys but i was just like that's probably why I don't like him that much. Exactly. Your but this life, country so. boy, which honestly, this movie for me, I found it kind of interesting because I'm obviously much closer to age with the younger cast. So all these lit and canceled, like all this, like I like this is how people, not my friends necessarily, because I couldn't hang out with them if they talk like this. But I know people that talk like this. Yeah. So it's interesting for me to watch this we like i can relate to our younger cast but i also relate to so much of everyone else because i live like here you know like i live not exactly where they are i'm not it's not like a rundown town here but i'm out here just in texas small fucking town mm-hmm. it was like it was pretty interesting for me to watch it from like both sides yeah because like rick richter this guy Oh my god, I see like guys like this all the time at the gas station, big ass truck, carrying guns. 
I went to a dollar store and there was a guy with a gun in his holster. And I was like, I'm getting toilet paper and there's a guy right in front of me with a fucking gun. Awesome. And he did have the Confederate flag tattooed, if you're asking. So it was really interesting to be like, wow, everything that they're showing around, like I'm surrounded by it all. I was just like, interesting. So it's kind of a cool, not cool, but just like, wow. I don't know. It's like that. It's, it just shows that they kind of really paid attention to, I guess, like, you know, what modern culture is. I mean, it's also kind of like, you know, you look at like a film, like take scream or even the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All of them are made around the time, you know, that they were meant to be made. They had a lot of stuff that they embedded in those films that was going on in Mm -hmm. the world and stuff like that. You know, I think that that's just something that, you know, we kind of need to look at from a different lens when we watch the sequels now that are being made to those original films. Cause they're catching up after all of these years. Right. Like, you know, like honestly shit, now that I just said that it's going to put a whole new perspective in, in me next time I watch like an official sequel to like, or at least a modern official sequel to, cause this is obviously a film series that has had sequels in the past that are now technically not existent in the timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Like going on, they're branching off into new timelines. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, you just kind of got to look at it from the lens of like, even though I don't like that line, like try anything and you're canceled, bro. I mean, it's something that somebody would definitely say if somebody, I can just see somebody with a fucking guy in a mask out of like say it's at a house party say somebody walks in like that and you know they're like everybody just takes out their phone and just starts recording i can see this generation doing that because i think that would totally happen everyone would immediately reach for their phones and like i get it i there's a lot of stuff like like i said she says like there um i think it's melody she's talking to leela and leela was like lit and i was like I don't like it, but that's just how people kind of talk. Like, that's how people my age kind of talk. I don't do that because I just, I think it's so cringy. Like, just use real words, you know. Say cool. You don't have to say lit. You could say cool. But Mm -hmm. that's just, that's how people talk. And I I know that's going to cause a lot of shit with people. Another thing I saw was just like someone in a Halloween group. He said that millennials were ruining the horror group. And I was like, okay, no. It's like, just because a new movie comes out and everyone loves it now, millennials are ruining this bunch of crybabies. I was like, yep, I'm the crybaby when you're freaking out for no reason. I was just like, whatever. I didn't even say anything. Oh, I just said horror has no age, you know? Like, I don't even understand what that, I don't even understand what I'm talking about, but I don't know. That's just how people talk nowadays. Yeah. I mean, do you think that like when somebody writes a script that they can be a little bit more creative, like with dialogue? Sure. But I mean, like, I mean, like I get like now if this was like, say like a Quentin Tarantino movie or like a Christopher Nolan movie who are obviously known for their heavy, very well-crafted stories and dialogue, 
you're never going to find somebody saying lit in a Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan movie. At least I don't think so. You know, I could be wrong in their in their next movies. Maybe that like maybe they'll just uh, I don't know. Um, but being that Nolan's next movie is about the freaking developer of the atomic bomb i don't think that that's going to be like lit like you know like yeah he's gonna be like this shit's about to get lit bro watch like no i don't yeah i definitely don't think that you would ever see something like that but like in like movies like slashers you're probably going to see drunken teenagers or just teenagers in general just being like you know what the lit bro like Yeah. yeah So, I mean, that's that's insane if you ask me. But you know what? It's all it's all part of today's day and age, just like they wrote movies like back in the 80s. They all talk. Honestly, every 80s movie, now that I think about it, they all talk like they did in the 80s. You know? Yes. I can't remember. There's a line that was said. I watched Sorority House Massacre, I believe that, or Sorority Rat Massacre. What? It's Sorority something massacre it's not last house it's not sorority row okay i it's sorority house massacre i think that's what it's called i don't know but the girl had said a line and i can't remember what it was but it made me laugh so hard because like people don't talk like that now but i was like i'm gonna start using that line and i fucking forgot what it was but i took a second and i was just like wow i don't think i've ever heard a person say that when it was something so simple and they, she just said something absolutely crazy. And I was just like, I'm going to start using that. Cause that's sorority house massacre. Yes. Because there's last house on sorority row. And then there's sorority row, which is like the loose remake of that movie. And then there's another sorority movie. There's a lot of sorority movies, but everyone just loves going after these sororities, you know, like, I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, give us a frat movie, movie guys. Like someone yeah, write a know, frat movie. Have you watched fucking Dude Bro Massacre 3. Dude Bro Massacre 3? Yeah. Party there, also might be involved in there. Then are, there's not... Nope. There's no two. There's no one or two. There's no one. It's just called 3? Yes. Dude Bro Massacre 3? I believe that's what it's called, yeah. Oh my god. This movie is fucking... It's exactly what it sounds like. Is it on Shutter? It's on Tubi. That's where I watched it. I got to download Tubi. I know that like everything on there is free. So, yes. you know, I definitely need to download Tubi. And oh my God. Okay. Can we do an episode on that? Please. I don't know if I could sit through it again. I'm not going to lie. Is it bad? It's bad, but it's so fucking funny. But it's also just, it's bad. You know, it's like a bad you can have fun with. But it's teetering that line of almost. Okay, it's maybe bad. we don't have to do a full episode on it, but we should. Maybe we should do an episode in the like maybe sometime in our like summer lineup. We can do like a like a cheesy horror movie, like just episode like where we talk about cheesy like movies. Like, yeah, I don't it's know when, but I mean, I think that yeah, that could be a pretty fun episode just to kind of like talk about, but. But when I tell you I can't stop fucking laughing, I mean, oh, that's all you need. Yeah, that's that's something. Wow. <laughs> all 
Okay. It's like, 2015. It's not even that old. That's that's wild that the, a movie like that came out. That came out the same year that fucking the Poltergeist remake came out. Like that came out the same year as The Witch. <laughs> you know what's so like I was looking at Tubi and I was like seeing all these fucking weird ass low budget horror movies. And I would look and it would be from 2018. And I was just like, wow. These movies, they never go away. They're always making them. I just don't reach out for them anymore, you know? I was like, they're always making these really low-grade, cheesy, weird movies. And you look, and it's from, like, two years ago. I'm just like, wow. I know. Part of me is just like, where the fuck are these guys getting these movies funded? Like, you know? Like, I mean, like, this is insane. But, I mean, hey, it's just looks like anybody can make a movie if they put this much, you know, effort and dedication into it. So, you know, you can. You can. You got you, a phone. There you go. Yeah. That's honestly, you, really you, know, you get the any of the new iPhones and it's got the Dolby lens and stuff like that on it. Like, you know, like so you can go out and shoot a very high definition movie and. Sorry. No, what are you I was say? thinking there's this movie. I have not seen it yet, but I've seen two YouTubers I watch talk about it. I believe it's called Unsane. I think it's on Hulu. And it was all shot on the iPhone. It's like a found footage sort of movie, but it's all mm. shot on an iPhone. Interesting. Yeah, and I think I, it might be the iPhone 8 or something. I, I know, know that there is a good number of films over the last few years that have actually made their rounds at film festivals that have been shot on iPhones. And it just shows, you know, now is the lighting and is like the is everything as crisp as it can be if you shot it on like a professional cinema camera? No, but honestly, a lot of the time, as long as the movie sounds good, people will forgive you for, you know, the lack of, you know, seeing something, you know. Like, unless it's, like, it needs to be seen. And, like, if, like, say a door opens and it's, like, so fucking dark in the background that you can't... Like, maybe you could have lit your scene a little bit better for the color grade and everything. But, like, it's... Most of the time, somebody will forgive a bad shot. Yes. If it's bad audio, I can't do it. If your movie has bad audio, like, you can pretty much kiss that viewer goodbye because they're not going to fucking waste their time and sit down and listen to this shit. Like, Especially if you're watching through headphones Mm -hmm. and someone's talking, but it's, like, only coming through, like, one ear and it's, like, bouncing back and forth. Like, the sounds keep bouncing. I can't do it. It's stressing me out too much. Like, I'm there. Yeah, and I mean, there's... I'm out. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, if you do that, like it takes me right out of the movie. That's when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just watching a movie. But yeah. when you hear every sound all around you, that's when you're good. Yeah. You know, it actually makes me wonder. I've never watched a behind the scenes of a Texas chainsaw movie. It actually makes me wonder. I know that a fucking full-on chainsaw is not running for audio purposes. It's gotta be like one of those things like where it just clicks. And like, you know, then it just like, you know, it, it just like has like the fake saws like running on it. Mm-hmm. And then like in post-production, it's all added. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's no way in fuck they have a full on gas motor running for audio purposes. Cause <laughs> otherwise I feel like it would sound really fucking bad. Like, you know, but I mean, and I will say that Texas Chainsaw 2022 not only looked good, 
it sounded good too. I thought that all the sound effects that was done in the movie, I thought was really good um, as well. Um, I thought that the uh, action sequences with Leatherface beating the fuck out of people, I thought were shot really well. Um, you know, I liked how specifically uh, Richer uh, versus Leatherface. I thought that it was a nice wide shot to like kind of see him run and tackle Leatherface into, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't get like, you know, dizzy vibes from some of the action stuff that was going on, which was good. Um, I definitely got claustrophobic vibes like when um, Melody was like underneath like the ground and she's like, you know, crawling, uh, even though obviously that was part of the teaser trailer back when mm -hmm. that came out. Um, so I, I saw that coming. Um, but I mean, really this movie just kind of had a lot of different Easter eggs to some of the already existing horror reboots or requels or seek like direct sequel, whatever the fuck it is you want to call it. I mean, like this movie just had a lot of different Easter eggs to it. Um, like I can literally pinpoint pretty much like a few Rob Zombie Halloween ones, uh, Friday the 13th one. Hell, I even fucking called out a black Christmas one. And I didn't even like, as soon as I saw it, that was the, like, I didn't even think anything else of it. I saw that shot. I was like, Billy from black Christmas, hands down. That's an Easter egg to that. Um, so, I mean, if you guys are big on Easter eggs, you guys probably might've enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, if you guys, you know, are Texas chainsaw fans, I've seen, very verbal comments saying that people that are huge fans didn't really like it. I've also seen people say that are decent fans or just like mediocre fans of the franchise. I'm not a big Texas chainsaw guy. I never have been. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've watched the movies, but it's not like I've always been like fucking go a new Texas chainsaw movie, baby. Like it's like not ever been me. Halloween different story. You know, I'm mm -hmm. a big Halloween fan. Destiny's probably the exact same thing with scream. Cause that's her favorite. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, but if you're a big Texas Chainsaw fan, like, um, I know, I don't know any huge or diehard Texas Chainsaw Massacre fans. Everybody I know that I talk to are like mediocre, you know, they'll watch them. They'll just kind of sit down have fun with them, whatever. Uh, and that's what I did with this movie. And I came out actually enjoying it more than I thought I was going to. I honestly anticipated me being like turning this on not even making it through it and just saying this movie's fucking trash and just not even finishing it. But I normally don't do that. I normally sit down. I watch a film from start to finish, no matter what it is, because maybe the ending is fucking redeeming, you know, but, and then you just kind of get sucked out of that ending because you just decide not to finish it. Um, hell, I, if I, if I'm able to sit through the human centipede one, two and three, at least one time, I think I can make it through any movie ever. So you know. I don't know. The one that got me was Microwave Massacre. Microwave. What's Micro with all these fucking massacre movies? Like it was the eighties, man. Microwave um, massacre. Absolutely terrible. I I turned it off and I watched about half of it, and it was just so bad. Not a good bad. It was just bad. So try it is that on shutter Tubi. okay so okay so i just gotta get Tubi. apparently yeah. that there are some and just to let you know it is not about a microwave killing people it's not that's why i watched it <laughs> it's not so don't be disappointed like i was okay because that's well. also why i had to turn it off because i was like i literally wanted to see a microwave killing people 
and I couldn't even get that. What's that one movie? I keep seeing it pop up on TikTok. Like it'll be on my for you page every now and again. But there's a movie about like a fucking killer sofa or something. Yeah, like it's called that. Killer Sofa. <laughs> yeah, there is. Like I, that's crazy. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but um, my friend has seen it because her grandpa is super into like '80s horror, um, and they used to watch it a lot as a family, but. There is a killer sofa movie. Interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Feel like I'm gonna have to give some stuff watches here within the next few weeks. <laughs> I'll watch Killer Sofa. That one I will watch because that that just sounds fun. Yeah. I mean I definitely do wanna watch that. I feel like that'll be like part of like our cheesy movie lineup that you know you sit down and watch. Um we should also do Sharknado. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down to do Sharknado. The Sharknado, the Sharknado series. Like, well, I don't know about the whole series now. You said one. I said okay. I I would be down to do the first two because Tiffany Shepis is in the second one, and I will watch it for her. I also no. I mean, all of them would be embedded in like one episode. Like we wouldn't do like per episode, but that means you'd have to sit down and watch right, that's the Sharknado saying. movie. <laughs> I'll just look up the fucking Wikipedia like plot. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. I will say my favorite thing from there. There is actually one cool thing from Sharknado six that I actually caught on. That's actually, Oh, excuse me. The last Sharknado, you know, that that's like, that's it. But it was, um, in Deadpool two, there was a line like where Deadpool's like asking, um, cable, uh, quite a few questions and he goes, Oh, so you're from the future. Then I only have a few questions. He goes, one is dubstep still a thing. Two, <laughs> What Sharknado are we? on? <laughs> and I fucking, I laughed so hard seeing that in the movie theater. And then in Sharknado in Sharknado six, they go to the fucking future. And one of the lines that the main guy asked, he goes, I wonder what Deadpool movie we're on. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty I, was like, I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's <laughs> funny. So I was like, holy shit, that's funny. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, Sharknado is, it's definitely a good time. So, you know, uh, even Good Real here is saying uh, Sharknado is fun. It is, you know, it gets crazy. I mean, the names like just get better and better. Like, I love the fourth one, The Fourth Awakens, you know, like because of Star uh, Wars. So and like the, the Force and Awakens. The, yeah. And the poster is actually like a replica of like the Star Wars stuff. It's like, that's pretty funny. It, that's all their, all their posters, whoever did the marketing and the poster designs, fucking geniuses. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, I mean, hire them. Like, you know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, but whoever whoever did the marketing for this movie for the one we're talking about needs to fucking never work for a marketing company again because it's it's horrible. So, you know, I will say the marketing for this movie, I think, also kind of crushed it. Ivan was talking to a colleague last night and I was like, yo, do you see uh, you see the new Texas Chainsaw over the weekend? She was like, there's a new one. I was like, yeah, I, like I was like, yeah, it's on Netflix. She goes, it's on Netflix already. And it just came out Friday. I was like, well, yeah, it, it released on Netflix. Like, it's a Netflix film. She goes, oh, interesting. I was like, yeah, well, if you watch it, let me know what you think. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I told her I was like, the kills are cool story. Not so much. But, you know, hey, have fun. I do feel like that I would have a blast with this movie if I was hammered and I was watching it. 
Yeah. I think that if I was drunk, like at a Halloween party and this was on, oh, dude, like I'd be like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd just be like fucking like cheering it on. Be like, yeah. <laughs> I know you don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Anybody else in this chat knows. Well, if you would continue your fucking Marvel marathon like you're supposed to, you know, we're only in February. You said your goal is to watch it all by the end of the year. So, yeah, I did say that. You did. It's part of your goals, you know. We're slowly but surely trying to get through Destiny's goals this year, guys. So, you know. I'm still stuck. <laughs> Not doing too well. <laughs> hey, you, it, again, it's only the end of February. A lot can happen within the next 10 months. We have, You have 10 months left of the year. So. Oh, God. And then her interior self is like, you know, 2023 doesn't sound that bad. Either, no, honestly. So, you know. <laughs> Usually, like, by the end of January, I'm like, eh, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year will be my year. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. What, what are you, twenty three right now? Yeah, yeah. You're like maybe twenty four. Maybe, like, maybe twenty four will be my. But year. also maybe twenty five for my mid twenties will be like my big break. You know, like yeah, that that that'll be it. Yeah, that sounds good. Two years, give me two years. Maybe when I'm forty, everything will be okay. Maybe. I mean, hey, Stephen King wasn't an author overnight. He didn't write his first book until he was 30. So, you know. There we go. Look at that. Samuel Jackson didn't fucking make it until he was like 31. So. Love to see it. Yeah, I know. So look at that. Any time can happen, you know. Yeah. Like, but it's Never okay. Know. Yeah. Um, but all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up. Um. Any last thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022? Uh, I'm going to go through here. Thank you guys, everybody here for commenting tonight. Uh, I don't want to go unnoticed. Uh, whipped cream head. What's going on, man? Uh, somebody, uh, he was asking, do we think that there will be a sequel? Or do you think that this franchise just kind of needs to take a long hiatus? Like... Mm, I think there's going to be a sequel and then maybe a long hiatus after that. Sequel and then long hiatus. Well, yeah. we're going to see. We're going to see. Ending, the ending really makes me think that there's a chance we'll get a sequel. Yeah. Um, because I was going to, yeah, because like, I mean, we got fucking 2003, 2005-2013-2017-2022. So, I mean, it's not like they're fucking pushing these out every year. It comes out, you know, some years in between. But I think maybe after one, that will probably get sooner than later because Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, Scream, Scream 6. So, they're all kind of coming out kind of fast. So, I think we'll probably see it sooner than later. But then after that, maybe, you know, because you get to bring it back home. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where you should close the storyline is back at home. So yeah, we'll that, that that definitely could be interesting. So maybe we're going to see what happens. Uh, maybe, I mean, Netflix is one to just kind of, you know, green light some shit. So, you know, we'll see. And uh, with a lot of their properties now going to other streaming services, they need some shit. So, you know, uh, in order to stay in the game, uh, Matthew D here says he liked the chase scenes in this movie. Um, oh, I was going to say something sort of like that. Um, I thought it had some good, like, suspenseful scenes mm -hmm. um, with Ruth, the blonde-headed girl, and whenever they crash the ambulance, and she's just kind of, like, sitting there, like, watching them, and he's, like, walking around, kills the dude, walks back over, and she doesn't really, she's 
just kind of stuck sitting there. I thought that was pretty suspenseful. And then the whole part whenever Melody is like under the bed while Richter, Richter, I don't know, while Richter's like being killed and she's just like sitting there. The whole time she was in the house and he's kind of, they're like moving through different parts of the house. I found that pretty suspenseful. So I thought it had some good suspenseful scenes. Not a lot, but a couple. No, I mean, it definitely did have some good suspense. Uh, Not too great but it was it was decent yeah um horror man what's going on uh good reel says all he wants for his birthday is for destiny to finish the mcu series and then uh gelford's dog says destiny i'm doing the same thing trying to watch all the marvel films i'm watching them on my 3d projector to make it more interesting they're just kind of samey um uh <laughs> How many? She's in the middle of Iron Man 2. She watched Iron Man. And I've seen Ant-Man. Okay, you've seen Ant-Man. Do you remember Ant-Man? Do you remember it? Paul Rudd, the girl with the weird haircut. Okay, okay. And- that That's great. I didn't ask if you knew who was in the movie. I asked if you fucking remembered the story of Ant-Man and what happened. He's big and then he's little. And there's some parts at a house. Yeah. There's some parts at a house. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Destiny, there's literally parts in a house in every single movie ever fucking made. So you don't know that. You know, uh, I'm about positive. Even if it's in space, you're at somebody's house. If it takes place on another planet, you're in a fucking alien's house. Somebody's house. Somebody. Put it that way. Or yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. You know what I think right now? I think of Charlie Day's line from Horrible Bosses. Like, well, it sounds bad when you say it like that. <laughs> Have you never seen Horrible Bosses? I, I, this is painful. When... Wait, not all of it. Oh my god! Actually, maybe not any of it. What? This is wild. This is wild. I, there's a lot of shit I haven't seen. Mm. Hmm. Well, either way, um, what do you call it? Uh. Yeah, so everybody give Texas Chainsaw 2022 a watch. Let us know what you guys think. Oh, sorry, Destiny, I know you're tired as hell. I cannot forget to do this. I said I was going to do this. I'm also going to mention it on our stream on Thursday. The Burned Over District, written by James Coleman, uh, directed by the Coleman Brothers, um, same guys that did the Halloween Inferno series. Uh, their trailer dropped last week for their brand new feature film called The Burned Over District. Destiny, I sent you the trailer earlier. Make sure you give it a watch. I don't know if you did give it a watch or not. Haven't Um, had the chance yet. Yeah, uh, give that a watch. It honestly looks really good. It's an independent feature-made horror film. It looks like it's a mix of The Witch and Midsummer. Oh. Uh, It actually, like, parts of the trailer, I was just like, whoa. Like I was like, it just, it looks just super like I got more midsummer vibes and like, or at least the daytime stuff is midsummer. The nighttime stuff is like the witch. And I was just like, whoa. So definitely looks great. Mike Shabanti is the music composer uh, behind it. Loved Mike Shabanti a lot. He's a great guy. Uh, he has a great channel where he does a lot of covers for like, you know, Chucky, um you know whenever charles the fan film releases he's doing the score for charles um you know he was the sound engineer for haddonfield nightmare so shout out to him uh he does a lot of great work super excited to see what the coleman's do 
Um, anybody who is a fan of um, the Halloween Inferno films, the uh, I don't Destiny. Have you seen any of the Halloween Inferno fan films? No, there's a. I haven't seen like a lot of fan films. Honestly. They're 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 actually really well made. Uh, the kills in it are actually pretty cool too, and they have behind the scenes videos on their channel of how they did some of the stuff, which is kind of cool. Um, but honestly, I I do think that um this film looks very very interesting. So definitely go give this trailer a watch. I'll actually link it in the description below, so that way you guys can go check it out. Um, definitely needs a little bit more support for sure. Um, it looks like that they've put a lot of time into it. Again, I will mention this first thing on Thursday during our stream. I will not forget. Um, so definitely, uh, Jay Lendon, it's called the Burned Over District. So look that up on YouTube. Give the trailer a watch uh, and highly recommend supporting them. Uh, they're a great group of filmmakers. So, uh, yeah, anything else? Uh, anybody want to comment on anything? Um, Destiny, any any last minute shenanigans? Uh I can't believe "motherfuck" was a word said in this movie. Motherfuck. I don't remember that. Leela calls Leatherface. I think she says, "Hey, Leatherfuck," and I'll leave it at that. Oh. Said oh. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess that was a thing. So I guess that was a line. That was a line for sure. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to end it on that. So with all that being said, post your guys' comments down below. Let us know, what do you guys think of Leatherfuck? <laughs> what did you guys think of, of the movie? Uh, Destiny and I both liked it, didn't love it, didn't hate it, just kind of thought it was a fun time. Uh, the movie is not made for story. It's made for the kills. Um, so, yeah, whatever you guys' thoughts are, leave them in the comment section. We'd love to read them. And as always, if you guys like this, don't forget to join us on our journey to 10,000 subscribers, and we will see you guys on Thursday for happy death day to you. See you later. Oh my God. He's pulling my hair. 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 Pulling my hair, 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 pulling my hair. Pulling my hair, pulling my hair.